0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Get Out of Wrap. Today, I'm joined by Tim Pickard, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Savio. Tim, thanks very much for joining today.
1: It's a pleasure, Martin. Great to be here.
0: We were just talking about dogs and our, our our lockdown dogs beforehand. We've both got dogs somewhere in the vicinity of our recording, so we could expect a bark or two.
1: Yeah, watch out. If the postman turns up, it's going to be noisy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, Hugo suddenly started barking at um, the doorbell at, at eight months. I don't know what that's about. Um, no, but...
1: I've asked it, and we and we encouraged him not. We we reacted very minimally to the doorbell, and but it didn't it didn't make any difference. He all <laughs> figured out that that was that was something that he should bark at. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. so I'm really intrigued by um I've, I've been teased a little bit about um your career and it's more than what you can kind of see on on linkedin but um and, you know chief marketing officer at sabio now huge responsibility but what has been your sort of journey to, to date to get to this this point now
1: well it's been long i mean i've been around <laughs> a while so you know uh... It's, I'm no spring chicken. I was I was referred to by a journalist a little while ago as a veteran, and that was a point I thought this is I've been around too long.
0: So. Well, I, I don't know vets football. I, I quite like being called a veteran. <laughs> it mean, it means people might even underestimate you a little ah, bit.
1: Well, yes, that's that's a that's a fair point.
0: Um, well, look, I think
1: it it divides into two fairly big buckets. My early career was working for U.S. corporations. Um, and really learning the trade so I worked for some fairly large US uh, tech companies uh, and um, as a a, you know marketing director you know head of marketing for Europe um, and um, that was about 15 years I suppose on you know with uh, two or three different companies um, latterly with RSA security Um, and that was a you know it was a great experience taught me an enormous amount about um, how to run a how to run a, a, a global team I ran everything outside of North America uh, eventually for Rsa and and it was just a great experience um, and a great learning experience and I think that investment in people and their growth you know I was benefited from that and it was and it was a, a, a you know it was a great it was it, for me it was the it was kind of the right path I learned learned my trade if you like um, over that 15 years and then I left RSA and joined Mimecast, um, which many people will know is a very successful organisation. And uh, when it was thirty-five people, I mean, really, yeah, it was tiny. And um, uh, we we built, you know, the marketing infrastructure there. We uh, input uh, a lot of the technology that they still use, um, and a lot of the messaging. Um, we used to agonize about me and the, and the CEO and, the, and the, the kind of the co-founders. We would agonize around the messaging um, and built that as, essentially as a, as a platform um, for them to, to go forward. So sec- the second part of, of my career, I guess, is, is, is high growth companies. Um, so Mimecast, then I went to, to New Voice Media, uh, which was about 35 people at that point as well. And we took that from a very small organisation in Basingstoke to a a global.
0: Amazing uh, Stoke.
1: Amazing (laughs) Stoke. That's right. Uh, I used to live there. (laughs) Look, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Basingstoke. No, but um, but but you know, as the as the hub of the technology world, (laughs) that doesn't really fit into that category. But but actually, we built this business into a global business uh north america asia pacific uh, uh right across europe uh and after say for, for 7 years uh it was sold to uh vonage uh, who were a nasdaq listed telecoms company in the us um and ultimately they've been acquired by uh, ericsson now so um it 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 was interesting because this was 2011, and we were. I remember having conversations with uh, with very senior analysts in very well known uh, tech analyst firms uh, about cloud contact center, and they were saying, "Can't see it. Can't see it." I, you know, they, cloud was cloud was clearly taking you know taking hold, but they were saying, "Well, this is this is this is this is telecoms. This is." You know, this is this is not something where you can get a response in three or four seconds. This is immediate. You know, any latency will be picked up. You can't do it. Um, and then four or five years later, of course, they 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 had the brilliant idea that cloud contact center was going to be <laughs> a thing, uh, and um, uh, and and it became a reality. And and but it was a bit of a leap of faith back back in the early days. Uh, and the other thing that we that we did was to tie. The business very closely to Salesforce and Service Cloud, uh, and become the primary offering, uh, contact center offering for Service Cloud, which was which turned out to be a you know a a, a, a smart thing to do. Um, and then subsequent to that, then uh, then then uh, Savio, uh, which is obviously where where I am yes, now uh, representing get the brand get the brand <laughs> out there, um, which has changed. Just enormously in, in, even in the two year two and a half years that I've been with the business you know we've acquired 13 13 companies over time um, and we've recognized that the market is changing uh, and um, those acquisitions plus our own organic growth and investments have put us in a position to be able to support the marketplace as it changes and I'm sure that is a topic that we will come on and talk yes. about.
0: Well, what what a what a storied career. Were you always um, drawn to marketing prior when you uh, first started, or
1: no? I, I actually started in sales,
0: uh,
1: and I was in sales for probably four or five years. I suppose rose to the heady heights of sales manager in the city, uh, and um, I used to complain a lot about marketing. <laughs> <laughs> that we were getting no support, <laughs> uh, so my MD said, "Right, okay, Smarty Pants, you're so clever. Uh, yeah, why why don't you have a go?" And I thought, "Well,
0: this will be easy." <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Um, I I didn't I didn't I, I I didn't want to be kind of you know in one in one function all of my career. So I thought, "Oh well, I'll, I, you know, I'll, I'll I will take that challenge and expand out." um my experience and um, so I did that and I thought well actually I should probably get some educational experience and background here as well so I, I did a uh, an exec MBA so it's like a, a two-year fixed term part-time MBA at Cranfield and I did I did that as well which was probably one of the smartest things I did really uh, oh, it recommend funny. it oh yeah it was fantastic yeah it was fantastic and the and the people oh this is gosh it was 25 years ago or something now um but the uh the content the pace the learn the the way that they're structured you can't do all the work it's Mm. too much Mm. um so you have to rely on other people you have to build teams um which is kind of part of the whole process i think um at cranfield and and um and learn to 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 have this kind of network that supports you through all of the different different um, elements of an MBA because it's you know there's 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 finance and there's marketing and there's strategy and there's lot there's lots of different elements to it and what you find is you get people who are um, exceptional in certain areas certainly the the finance piece was not my was not my area of expertise and um, and you know you you rely on your team member that 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 has that that has that skill so it's a really interesting. Uh, interesting process, although I still do wake up sometimes having nightmares about my
0: dissertation and having not completed it. So. Isn't that strange? I still, one of the only sort of recurring bad dreams I have is that um, someone comes and tells me that I, I didn't actually get my degree. And it's, it's weird, isn't it? Um, it's, weird. it's one of those things. <laughs> uh, there's another one actually where I wake up in the morning of my final exam and I'm a badger, so it's a bit Kafkaesque. So that was' a, that's, but we won't go there for that. Um, i was I was intrigued by something you said about your time at Mindcast, where uh, you and the CEO and the uh, I think you mentioned one of the um, agonized, you said, agonized over over messaging. Can you just talk yeah. to that? yes,
1: it it's really interesting uh, as part of growth companies, the the two things, the two things that they obsess about. From marketing, one is brand and messaging, and the other one is demand creation. Um, those are the those are the two big buckets that that growth companies just obsess about. And the thing about uh, brand is and messaging is that you're never really done with it. You know, you 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 can have a version of it that you that you're happy with. Um, for a period of time but then things change the the products and the proposition changes or the customer requirements change something changes and and it's you know it's tempting to keep kind of tinkering and and changing that message but that's a very dangerous thing to do because the market absorbs the message at much slower rate than you can change it right so and so you have you you kind of have to tolerate i guess for a period of time what you think is something that's that's maybe slightly jarring with reality um and we used to literally myself and the and the founders at at Mindcast, we would we would almost daily we would have discussions bordering on on arguments (laughs) around, around um how we would move this forward and i think that was that was that is that friction, that um, uh, that obsession is something that drives that, that drives you know own, owner, owner managers mm. um, and CEOs very hard. It drives them very hard around around that just to make sure that the message to the marketplace is as clear as it can possibly be um, and um, represents the business as accurately as it possibly can. Um, and I, I, I yeah you know, I think it's a it's a marketers challenge to be able to uh, deliver that in in uh, an appropriate way but also to, to manage the timing of it as well because of that absorption issue you know if you keep changing it nobody really understands what you, who you are yeah exactly so you, you 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 have you have to manage that over a period of time um, and you can see, you, know, you look at look at all of the big brands in the tech space. Their message has changed over time, um, because their their business and their proposition and their customers' mm. needs have changed over mm-hmm. time. So it has to, but you, you've got to man- you've got to manage it at a pace that the the, the market can absorb it.
0: And you talked about um, you mentioned at the end, kind of towards the end of your uh, career summary around. Um, cloud and tech and coming into contact centers and that kind of evolution of contact centers and the attention of technology. How, how have you kind of, what's your observations about that? Cause you've been sort of front and center throughout that.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's, it, it, it's changed very dramatically over time. Uh, and, but I, but actually, you know, if you could, if you had a, if you had your crystal ball, and and you looked at the at the, at the kind of the transition curve and where we are on that, I still think we're somewhere near the beginning. Really? Uh, yeah, because um, well, I, a lot. I I see this as the, there's a perfect storm, right, emerging. Uh, within within this space so customer cus, customers are changing customer requirements are changing uh, customer sentiment is definitely changing and that's somewhat I mean it's speeded up by COVID but it would have happened anyway but probably over a longer period of time uh, and that is we are much more used to and willing to use digital uh, technologies as a, as, a, as a route to dealing with with uh, organizations and getting service. Um, we are much more time constrained than, than we used to be. Obviously there's a generational element around younger generations are now coming, are coming through and they're, they're not used to hanging on the phone for 20 minutes for, for a 60 second conversation. That's, that doesn't work. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. so, that's, so, so that's changing um and people just want answers you know they have busy lives and they they, they want answers um and like i will come on to a, a fantastic example of, of where this this sort of has all come together so so customer customer requirements have, have, have definitely changed that's one element of the of the, the perfect storm businesses have had to respond to that so as a business i recognize i can't meet my customer face to face um, as much anymore, just just doesn't happen. And actually, I was listening to the radio this morning, and there's a an article from the retail consortium um, around um, around the you know kind of state of retail at the moment. And they had the CEO of Currys on, and his view was fifty percent more than fifty percent of their sales are now done online, and that's not going to change. It's not, you know, that's been driven by COVID because of because we couldn't go in store. But he, but we're not going back. So they recognise that they when they want to meet their customers, they're going to have to do it in store, um, or they're going to have to do it in in customer service. And that is a, a fantastic realisation that customer service has now become a critical touch point, or one of the only touch points if you want to have that if you want to have that relationship with your and build that relationship with your customer. So. It's not just about can I can I resolve the issue that they're calling me about? It's this is my opportunity to get more information, offer more services, you know, build that relationship. So it's really much more than just um, a, re- a, re- a resolution issue now. Um, and businesses have, have have recognized that. The other thing that, that's becoming increasingly clear for businesses is that there's a strong link between good customer service and profitability. Yeah. And There's the watermark study that is quite well known, which looks at uh, S&P 500 companies. And over time, those that invest in in customer service are 20, it's about 20% um, more profitable over time. Um, But uh, the Institute of Customer Service, I was reading a report from them, they also see strong links between, Customer service, good, you know, improve customer service and profitability in re, and they they specifically look at retail and bank, uh, retail and banking. Um, but I think there's a general understanding that there's a, there is this there is this link between customer service and and profitability. Now, um, the other thing from the from the Institute of Customer Service was that 34 percent thirty percent thirty four percent of uh, customers are willing to pay more for better customer service. Yeah. So this is, so now we're starting to see that, that customer service is a really critical element around, um, uh, around the service that the customers, that the businesses provide. The third part of the perfect storm is that technology is going to support all of these things. And I'm fascinated, I'm, I, I'm a market watcher. Um, and I'm fascinated at, at what I've seen in terms of the dynamics of the marketplace. So you've got m- traditional vendors um, in the market, and then you've got these new vendors. So organizations like Twilio, like Google, like Amazon, Salesforce, I mean, people think, you know, they, they don't necessarily immediately think of Salesforce in the context, and but of course they've been there for a while with Service Cloud. Um, they've just launched the Workforce Engagement Management pro- pro- product, they um, have a tie-up tie with Amazon Connect, uh, and they've just led the investment in Genesis of a 500 million pound um, uh, raise that Genesis did. Um, so the lead investor was Salesforce Ventures and Zoom. So there's a lot of new entrants into the marketplace, a lot of money being invested in this marketplace. Zoom wanted to buy Five9, um, for, for nearly 15 billion dollars, um, the investor, the own, the, the shareholders of Five Nine rejected the offer. wasn't enough. So, so what did Zoom do? They went out and they launched their own product.
0: Yeah.
1: So you can see the dynamics of this of this space. There's a lot of very uh, um, you know, kind of mega mega brands who are not interested in a few million, tens of millions of of dollars in revenues. They're interested in hundreds of millions and billions because that's what's gonna move the needle in those businesses of that scale. So this is a space that is getting an enormous amount of interest from new entrants into the marketplace, from new investment into the the marketplace. And the reason is because of what I described earlier, There's, there's a change happening here. Customer requirements are changing businesses are having to respond to that and and that really puts Savio in this great strong position because a lot of complexity a lot of new businesses in the in the space not of new offerings and it's our job to make sense of all that and to be able to provide and pull that into a set of solutions that our customers can then make use of and I said I I, I know I'm rambling on a bit but I said give no, you I will I
0: this
1: is great I said I give you an example of, of where where this all comes together so um, and this can be found a lot on our website. So um, HomeServe is a customer of ours and um, we um, worked with them to build a conversational AI um, uh, booking system for engineers, essentially. Uh, so they wanted to um, build you know, uh, this, this technology that would allow them to um, manage 50% of their, of their calls uh, and their call time um, to book an engineer because what we said earlier on why why hold for fifteen minutes to have a sixty second conversation just it just doesn't make sense. So what this uh, technology allows them to do is to is to use speech to be able to understand the intent why am I calling and then to be able to deliver that service without talking to any without talking to a to a human. Um, they wanted to do 50%, they achieved 70% um, uh, of their their calls, um, sub 60 second time in order to to make that transaction, improve customer satisfaction along the way. um, And this is just an enormously successful um, way to manage those relatively low level, but important uh, conversations. Um, and actually, they've they um, over time they've got so granular with the intent. So why am I why am I calling? They had they they had um, you know, skills based routing. They had five teams that would take that would, that would route these calls through. Now they have one hundred and twenty intents. Wow! So it's you know it's it, it, the, the level of granularity is significantly greater than they could possibly do in that other world. So that's a really interesting, you know, use of technology and kind of, I guess, understanding the, the direction that we're the direction of travel that we're that we that we're going in. The, the question then is, well, if I'm if I'm managing 70, 50 to 70% of my calls in that in that um, conversational AI uh, route. What happens to those advisors? And the answer to that question is that they their role is is changing, and the advisor's role will change over time because of because of the the use of technology. But I think that is a positive change because I think that what we talked about earlier on was that that this is the this is the point at which brands can uh, can um, have that interaction live interaction with their customers so when you get more complex sensitive difficult entrenched you know conversations or or problems that can't be managed in the in the in the uh, automated way those then need to have greater support and that's and that's those will take longer they're going to require more um more more empathy with with the customer understanding the challenges maybe that they've that they've got um and or the complexity of those challenges and being able to uh, kind of live the brand for the customer and and provide that extra level of of service Um, and have that
0: kind of and have that kind of emotional exchange as well around kind of let me help i hear you let me help
1: well exactly exactly and that that's, you know that's actually pretty tough you know mm-hmm. so so there may be fewer of those but they're but they're a lot harder um, to manage not 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 just in te- so kind of technically harder but also probably emotionally harder as well so I think that that is a change that's going to happen there and, and of course the technology that we use to support AI is the same technology that we will use to support advisors so you know I'm 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 an advisor. I'm trying to give advice. The AI tool will will offer me two or three different options about, well, this is what you might want to you might want to think about. So I'm getting some support from the technology as as well. Um, so yeah, you know I think I think that um, those three those those three areas, customer expectations, customer demands changing, businesses businesses understanding that and wanting to meet their customers and, and have that exchange and then the technology that that and the investment that's going in to support to support that creates this environment that that is just going to um, accelerate the the changes that we're going to see over over time
0: and you said something there around that I, I just thought when you were explaining it, you summarized it really well was the it's kind of a dizzying that perfect storm, if you're in there, in any element, whether customer, provider, it is a bit dizzying the amount of choice, the challenges, but also the opportunities. And you said something around how you guys at Sabio are perfectly positioned to try and make sense of all that and package it up into something that helps, um, helps your customers. It, it, but how do you maintain that kind of view in in the middle and keep keeping a keeping a sense of how best to respond?
1: Yeah, well that's a that's a great that's a great question, and I I think there's two main routes that we have established. One is we actually have quite a big development team in house now, uh, so. Um, part of that and 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 part of what we do and part of the service that we provide is is that we build our own products in fact we just launched a product um at our event a few weeks ago which which you were which you were at um so we launched console which um is a product that in the ai space that really um brings it all together it brings it all it brings the front the front end together um in terms of the, the, the interface with the technology at the back end, which is the, you know, the the, the AI piece, which which is providing some of that interpretation of, of speech to text, but then also the, the intent management as well. So we we, we provide that um, glue, I suppose, uh, that allows that front end and, and back end to be connected together. So we provide expertise, but we also provide technologies that, that help to do that. So our development team, Are very active around looking for where are those difficult areas that that need to be connected together because no one of those businesses that we talked about earlier on regardless of their size uh, and they are you know huge organizations but regardless of that they can't do it all they cannot do all of the different pieces uh, that uh, we now see need to be aligned in order to deliver this this type of service So that's where we come in. We we can put these solutions together, but we can also look at where are the difficult parts uh, that we can can support with our own product to be able to do that. So so product development is one area that, that we do that. And the other area really is the way that we align all of the information from all of the customers that we work with. So you imagine that you know across well the the world's some of the world's largest brands in retail and manufacturing and banking and insurance and travel etc cetera, etc cetera. you know our, our customers are are are, are diverse um, but also generally they're the kind of the the, the larger organisations so we have a lot of information that we can manage internally around the challenges. That our our clients face with their customers, and how they're managing those over time, and how we can support that. So, those are the two key areas. I think it's it's about experience and managing the experience that we have, but also understanding where the gaps are, so that we can use our development resources to plug those. And also, and and thirdly, we're quite an acquisitive company. We've acquired. A Well, in the time that I've been with the business, so just over two years, we've acquired seven companies um, and integrated those into into the the group. Um, The most recent being Make Positive, which is a Salesforce implementation partner. Uh, And that has been just, I think, a really um, important part of that mix because because understanding the, the, the customer, understanding uh the that customer data and being able to use customer data in a way that supports customer service and clearly salesforce's intent is is you know fairly major in this space as well that's been a really important part of our of our acquisition strategy
0: as well i think um as well as acquisitive you would say you got you and you you and savvy are both inquisitive in terms of searching out um new opportunities and searching out how best to apply the technology because as you said uh, something you said earlier really kind of resonated around um recognize the ceo of curry's recognizing that their online sales are there to stay mm. that there's that that's not going anywhere and therefore that presents an opportunity for contact centers to be the direct interaction with customers to be the ones that either positively or negatively affect the brand right
1: <laughs> yeah no no uh, I, I think that's right and i think um that, that was a very interesting interview this morning actually um and very timely um you know it really kind of resonated with 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 what we're seeing, the in-store traffic that retailers uh, experience—I mean, it has—it has gone down. Uh, no, there's no question about that. But, mm-hmm. but um, the store has a purpose. It's not going. It's not. It's not going away. Um, this is Curry's, you know, uh, kind of interpretation of the of the problem. Um, and the store's purpose is. Is really about advice. You know, it's about it's about going in, looking at looking at ch- the choice that you potentially have, getting advice, um, managing problems or issues that, that 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 might that might turn up. But it's really that it's really that that expertise that you're getting in that store environment that allows you to make those informed choices about about the purchases that you make. So, their view was the store the store isn't going to work, going to go away. It's going to play an important part in the retail experience uh but the, the the transition of where i spend my money uh is probably not going to change either and that a lot of a lot of that has moved into the into the online world and probably isn't going to change back again
0: oh and you um you mentioned there with the um the home serve piece something that i'm really interested in. i know our listeners are as well and that is around Conversational AI. Mm. Now, uh, I I think sometimes I verge from techie to Luddite. Could you just explain um, how it's best applied? What's the best applications of conversational AI? Gosh,
1: now that is a question.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I. Because that home serve example was perfect. Just it's lots and lots of lots and lots of transactions where i'm assuming over time it, it had they have been able to go up to 120 intentions yeah and they, probably, they didn't start like that though i guess no
1: no no that's right i, I you know that i mean ai is a ai is a very for me it's a very interesting it's a very interesting topic and, mm. and i and i would say i probably uh err on the elon musk um side of caution because he's he's quite cautious uh when it comes to ai and he's been criticized by you know the mark zuckerbergs and others of this world who who think ai is the the answer to everything i i'm relatively cautious about it as well you know i, I don't necessarily think that skynet
0: is is just around the corner, <laughs> but, but, but i but i but I, I don't know i'm always i'm always wary of lightning <laughs> yeah, well,
1: <laughs> i i, I I think as a, I think as, I think as a race, you know, as a, a, we have to be, we have to be cautious here because um, I, I, I was listening to the wreath lectures at Christmas time, which was a, which are which was all, all, all the, There are I think three or four, uh, but they were based they're uh, on AI from a from a specialist. I forget his name, but fascinating. I mean, at, you know, if you have a spare a spare, a spare hour, listen listen to those. Uh, mm. Brief lectures, uh, and it's just uh, it's just it's fascinating what's going on, and really? the broader broader terms of AI. Mm. Um, but uh, as it specifically relates to, to 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 customers, actually, it's quite interesting. Some of these things are so natural now, the 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 the, 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 uh, the voices, and um, that it's very clear from call recordings that customers do not realise that they are talking to uh, to a computer um it's uh it, it, it that 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 um that divide is kind of it's kind of gone now you know you, you it, it doesn't really exist anymore and that's again that's kind of an an interesting social aspect to how ai fits into our into our lives um but i think that home stuff thing is a, is a great example of very very well-intentioned mm. good quality um you know um implementation of ai is a technology that provides a great level of service very fast um and the outcome is the outcome is very positive so mm. that to me is a is 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 kind of a, is today's implementation if you like of of ai technology um it, there are there are. Other really good examples of, of where, where AI is is um, has been implemented extremely well. So you know, things like um, and I've seen, I've seen examples in, in the Nordics where where um, the, the the bot will change languages, <laughs> you know. It, it's it, it's just it's just because it has that that power in the back end of you know different language skills um you know the ability to be able to interpret um it's just it's just you know really clever use of technology that allows you to move from 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 one topic or language into another one pretty seamlessly um so you know that's very i think that's very um that's very clever in the way that that, that, that that it's been implemented um so really uh in terms of conversational ai there's there's the, 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 the kind of the interpretation of the speech to text part. So, um, and, and of course, this is important because our interfaces with computers in the past have been, you know, it's been this, um, or it's been a keyboard, uh, you know, but now we can interface with computers using our voice. Um, now, computers don't, don't speak, obviously, um, they understand binary. So you've got to go speech, text, and then and that it gets translated into ones and zeros for the computer to un, to be able to understand it um and so that has got enormously better in terms of that um ability for uh, for machines to be able to interpret speech into into text um and then the uh, the ai part of that is around being able to manage that um that well, yeah those intent what what is it that i'm that i'm actually calling about what is it that i'm that i'm concerned with or what what is my problem what am i what what's the challenge that i have and being able to understand that and of course we talked about home serve example the ability of computers to be able to to you know manage enormous amounts of data and enormous amounts of information is that's what they're good at that's what they're good at, and yeah. and so the the um so AI is a very logical uh, application really for for computers, and and we're not constrained by Moore's law with AI, um so because because the 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 addition of AI processing um uh, in the cloud is 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 way ahead of, of Moore's law, so. So the, the constraints of, of, of com, kind of compute power have, have gone away mm. largely. Uh, mm. And now we're, we're in a world of, that's not bounded by that. It's bounded by our imagination and what we, and what we, can, what we can can think of and do, so, you know, and that's, that's almost limitless, really. And
0: it's exciting, isn't it? And is that why you said earlier, when it comes to where we are, you think we're very much at the, at the beginning so with that in mind, what do you think even just the next five years looks like for the contact center industry?
1: yeah' um, that's a that, that's a, a a great a great question i I, I, I think it's it's you, you know there there are, there are probably some key elements around that um, that I, I think are going to determine where we kind of where we get to so AI is clearly one of those. It's just you know, it's a given that that's going to be something that's going to change fairly rapidly over the next three to five years, um, and we will all. Well, I mean, we've all seen it already, but it's you know, yeah. it's going to it's going to accelerate. So the thing about technology, it's, it tends it it, you know, it it tends to speed up, not slow down. So, um, so I think AI is going to be very important. Digital, the move to digital, which we talked about. Um, now the importance of that is that the more that we digitise our interactions, the more that those can be accessed and stored in this kind of you know pool of data, um, and then analysed. So the importance of data and analytics is going to be huge over the next the next you know, five year period of time as well. <laughs> and again, I think we're we're, we're, we're relatively in our infancy around that, because the, the transition to, to to digital, you know, it's still happening. So <clears throat> access to that data and the collection of that data is 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 going to be very important, um, and that's going to be a key shift. Cloud, you yeah, know, I mean, it, we're, we're we're moving in that direction. So that's going to that's that that's going to enable a lot of this as well. And we talked about the, the you know the 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 growth of AI and the and the compute power of AI. Um, you know, is accelerating, and that's obviously part of that cloud infrastructure. So that's, that's an important part of it. I think CRM and the integration of CRM uh, as part of this is, is, also, is also key because that's the, that's the kind of the client interface and the, the, what gives us the information to be able to support in, on an individual basis uh, yeah. our customers. And then really it's about, it's about pulling all that together through through analytics. Um so those are the key constituents that are going to move us um, in the direction of travel that we that, that we want to get into um and I think that um, you know where where can we get to in five years well I think that um conversational AI will be will be commonplace you know now it's now it, 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 it you come across it but it's going to be it's going to be pretty commonplace I think things like you know tools like um Alexa and you know Google's Google's home um, you know uh, the, all of those types of devices things that you can interface with are going to be more common but they're going to be more connected at the back end as well so I'll be able to do I'll be able to have that conversation with with HomeServe through Alexa, and you know I'll just go, or you know I, my 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 outside taps frozen and can you can you sort out an engineer? And it's done. Yeah, yeah. So it's all of this. I think a lot of that a lot of that is probably going to to um, to become more connected, um, which means that the channels that we regard as channels. I've got to pick up my phone or go to an app in order to do something. They go, they you know, they they go away. They become part of just a just a normal life. Mm. Um, so the, the 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 you know the the, the thought of my son, um, you know, making a phone sitting on a phone call for twenty minutes on hold. It's like it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. You know, it's yeah. It, it you know, and then and if you roll the clock forward five to seven years and you know and another generation of people coming through and technology that's moved forward it's going to it's going to all change again so that's the exciting Mm -hmm. the the exciting thing about this about technology and about being in a technology space is that it changes all the time and it's and it and and it's 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 really that um I don't know that it's it's about it's about being in an industry that that really is 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 um, is so dynamic and and changes so fast that it's 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 just exciting you know it's yeah. just an exciting yeah,
0: great uh, thing I thought the disrupt event was was brilliant and I loved how you had the option to folk you could go into techno after the keynotes you could go into technology and people but the, even in the technology space, the interaction with people and the focus on well-being and things that um, matter to us all, regardless of where we sit in the contact center world, I thought was really refreshing. And I just wondered how much of that is a key part of your messaging uh, for Sabio. It,
1: it is. Uh, it is a very important part of the of our message because this is a this is a an industry that's that that's about people really uh it's about those interactions between between people and and individuals and i think if the pandemic has has taught us anything it's that we need to take care of our people um and to give them uh uh, good positive working environments uh, that they can that they can enjoy and thrive in, um, wherever that is. So technology allows us to do that in in office space or in on the couch. You know, it's it's yeah. it's, uh, it's really anywhere now, and that's that's a great thing. But it brings its own challenges. And and when we talk to customers, uh, their um, their challenges are, are are really a lot around around people around attract attraction, retention, um, you know being able to provide that um, that good uh, positive environment for their for their staff, particularly as we talked about as the role of advisors is is changing and it takes a long time to 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 train someone to really understand your business, to really understand the complexities of how some of the the more difficult challenges um, can get resolved, and and that's a it 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 has this knock on effect on the brand. When I talk to you, when I talk to to somebody who you know who I'm trying to get some some help from, or I'm trying to sort out a problem with. As far as I'm concerned, I'm I'm talking to the brand. Yeah, and. That we talked about the 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 measurability around customer experience to profitability. Well, you know this is this is really the part of the space that we're talking about now, which is about which is about the the brand experience that you're getting, and that has to be repeatable Mm -hmm. uh, and genuine. It's got to be Mm -hmm. you know otherwise people people don't believe it. It's not doesn't come across as, as as real. So. Um, all of that has to be provided by people. Yeah. Uh, so it has been tough for the last couple of years. It's been very tough on 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 everybody. And I think there is a much greater awareness of well-being of um, how to support uh, people in your in your organisation um give them the proper training give them the proper tools provide a good working environment for them remunerate them properly properly reward them properly you know all of those things um because actually the job that they're doing is is representing your brand and you want them to do that consistently and and, mm-hmm. and well mm-hmm. so yes i think it's a lot <clears throat> it's a lot about people and as a business we're also you know we're very concerned about equality in the workplace we're trying very hard around that Uh, you know we're making improvements around things like uh, gender pay gaps those types of things you know this is a real focus uh, for us as a business but also for for our customers and and you know we want to try and support support that as well so yeah and i think you're right i think there was there, there was a lot of focus around um around people but the thing that that I loved was that the engagement from the from the audience around that, and the the feedback that we had was just phenomenal. Um, so I, I I've run a lot of events over over the years, uh, yeah. and you get a sense you get a sense of of when you've hit when you've hit the, the topic just just right. And I think yeah. I think I think it was it was pretty much you know um, without wishing to blame my own, Trumpet Trumpet (laughs) of Savio marketing team too much. Uh, I think that that it was pretty much, you know, the the sentiment was- was Well,
0: it it was just a great great atmosphere, a a great event. You know, when you come away from um, something and you're, I was on the train home just thinking all of the different things you want to try, you've taken on board and want to try in your own um, center that's that's the sign of a of a of a good event where you're just buzzing, you know, yeah. with with ideas and thoughts, and um, yeah. it was just it was just great. So yeah, you've set the bar pretty high. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, thank you,
0: um, Tim. It's been really insightful. I've loved um, I've loved chatting to you. Uh, Alfie was much better behaved than Hugo as well. As, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well he was banished early on. <laughs> Yeah,
1: no, uh, it's been great. Thanks, Martin. I've really enjoyed, really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you.
0: Yeah, no, I've learned a lot. So, Tim uh, Picard, CMO at Sabio. Thank you very much.